listening to Around Comics. That's right. You are listening to Around Comics, episode 428. I cut it short. No <laughs> more long intros. <laughs> it's all new. It's Stop. all different. It's an all new Around I'm Comics. Not ready. <laughs> Get ready, Chris. It's time to go. Greg Porter was not waiting for us any longer. It was time <laughs> to get the show on the road. So we I'm did. Time. Let's go. <laughs> go. No more long intros. We have. We've been doing long intros for 17 years now, and from now on, it's just short, quick. It's, dude, it's my fucking warm-up music, man. I do oh. a little chair dancing, get in the mood. Yeah, you You're like gonna... shook me out of it today. It was like a you know, bucket of ice water on me. You're gonna have to just get warmed up faster. That's it. Buddy. Lucky I have my pants on. All right, around right. comic 428. Wow. We have well, technically. And now, now that I know this, so um, for those of you out there in uh, Radio Land, um, our faithful listeners for many, many years, um, when we left the airwaves, when we left, when we gave up podcasting and retired prematurely, walked away, when we hung <laughs> walked up the away, shoes, we threw our costumes in the in the garbage and walked down the dark alley. That's a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> um, we uh, we we stopped the feed and so uh you know itunes no longer was carrying all of our all of our episodes and when you we came back ground you burned it to the ground I did. yes it was a bit of a <laughs> a scorched earth sort of process um well i really didn't think we were ever going to come back as a right I, I you know i just didn't expect that to happen but when we did uh i had to upload you know, the episodes manually. And for the longest time, I was sucking about 150. Uh, (laughs) Episode 150 and down had not been seen the airwaves. So it took us uh, a good 200 episodes to find our feet. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) No, that's not true. But uh, but all the episodes are up now. Everything is up. We've switched over to a new podcast hosting service. They made it much easier to get all the episodes up. So all around, including bonus episodes, everything we've ever done pretty much is up there now. I think it's what was your favorite. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, What's your favorite? What's your well? You know, if you can go back to you know a night, you know an episode. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, the Lance Briggs one was a lot of fun. That was cool just because it was such a weird, surreal experience for us to be sitting down with a Chicago bear linebacker that we had watched (laughs) on television and talk about comics. And then that weekend he started using the fucking the thwip, the thwip thing for his celebration dance that I told him to use like that was fucking insane. That was that was sort of a, yeah. a, 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 a that was a moment like where I never could have guessed that around comics would take us. Yeah. Um, the, the, my memory of that is that we were like two hours into that talk with him. He would have stayed there all night, and we were like, "Oh, okay, we're kind of good now. <laughs> we gotta get going. We gotta." Yeah. Get- yeah he wanted to talk i i feel like you know he probably didn't get to talk comics a lot he's a football player he's an nfl fo- you yeah. know what i mean like he loved comic. he loves comics he was a legitimate yeah. comic book fan That's super cool and, dude yeah um and that was all um, um for um newer listeners um uh or viewers that 
um, aren't aware of a lot of the back catalog, we, we did used to, to interview uh, a lot of people. That was, you know, maybe once or twice a month. Uh, I remember uh, like James, very drunk James Robinson. Oh, yeah. That was a great night. Yeah. I mean, that's that was- the thing. The episodes at that time, the favorite episodes were, well, what is your favorite night? Because it yeah. was never, it wasn't like now where it's like, okay, we're doing a, a Skype, you know, a Zoom call kind of thing over the internet. Yeah. We were at a comic book store and who knew we have people who knew come in. Yeah. yeah, people would just show up and then it would be the rest of the night. I wouldn't get home until three in the freaking morning. Yeah. So yeah, like James Robinson getting very drunk with James Robinson. Up at a karaoke, a Korean karaoke <laughs> bar that night. <laughs> Talking Starman and... You know, headbutting James Robinson and yeah, mm-hmm. getting very drunk and doing yeah. karaoke. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I never would have guessed. You know, and that was the thing with around comics initially when we started doing it was just like, for you and I, I don't know about Tom so much. He didn't seem to care that much about it. But for oh, you and I, good. out of all of us for the twenty-four hour podcast, he's the only one that was there all twenty-four hours. This is true. <laughs> he, he, he's such a millennial, and he's just like, yeah, I don't care. But he's the one that would, you know, like be the marathon runner. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, but it, but it, I mean, all the conventions and mm-hmm. and all the people we met and all the things that we experienced that was. Yeah. You know, it was what drove us to do the podcast because it was just so much fun. I mean, we, you know, friends that we still have to this day, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years later, whatever it is. And just, yeah, not to not to turn this into sort of a memory lane thing. But yeah, I just we're wanted- not quitting. We're not quitting. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. This isn't a wrap up episode. I always love the, the Gene Colan uh, interview that we did. That was yeah. special because he passed away not too long after that. Yeah, it may have been his last interview. It may have um, been his last probably, interview. Probably was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, the Steve Rude one. The Steve Rude, I was just going to say, Steve Rude going on about about Bruce Lee. <laughs> and and us, like, trying to contain our laughter. It was, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I love Steve Rude. I have a huge Steve Rude painting oh, yeah. Yeah. on my wall. But he's an interesting guy, man. He's got some... Uh, He's Man, got he, some... threw, he threw Baron under multiple buses in that episode. Yeah, was, yeah. Like, can you believe he's saying this about Mike Baron? <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I John still Byrne. the John Byrne, the John Byrne, of course. Yeah, yeah that. Which was he awesome. actually notes that episode in uh, the artist edition, his X Men artist edition. Yeah, he doesn't name us by name, but he he references. Um, a specific question we asked him on the, and said it, it was from a podcast. What was I? Um, I know we had Douglas walk Wolk on a couple of times. Yeah. Doug walk. Yeah. Doug walk. Um, and it was funny. I was watching a documentary. It might've been like the movies that made us or one mm-hmm. of those sort of like behind the, you know, eighties movies kind of thing. And yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember what movie it was, but it, all of a sudden they had Doug walk on there. And I'm like, Hey, I've talked to that guy. I know who that yeah. is. Um. Yeah, I mean, there. You know, I don't know. We've we've had so many yeah, fun, fun stuff. Yeah, fun it's stuff. it's for a for a, a comic nerd to to be able to you know. Show. I mean, we talked to Neil Adams. You know that kind of stuff. Fun. Um, but oh, before you before you, I just wanted to say, if you haven't gone back and listened, if you were not a listener from the beginning, or if you haven't gone back and listened to some of the episodes, one of the fun things is, you know, we had a we had a lucky knack of 
talking to a lot of creators before they became oh yeah superstars and so we have some really early you know episodes where we talk to guys like matt fraction before matt fraction, anyone... when he was doing casanova and we were talking to him about you know five fists of science yeah absolutely and uh, and Karen Gillen with yeah. phonogram and you know jason aaron and ed brubaker and you know we talked to a lot of these guys yeah. Long before they were, you know, what really was, big. What was the Jason Aaron book? It was the Vietnam one. Um, um, the Other Side. The Other Side. We had him on whenever he was putting out The Other Side. Yep. And, yeah. That was, yeah, it was it was neat because, I mean, very few, like the only, I got turned down for interviews twice. And I totally understand because we were probably punching above our, our weight a little bit, even so we, I mean, we talked to some some pretty great people. Uh, Mazzucchelli, um, whenever we did our Frank Miller spotlight, uh, his his PR person said, eh, he's kind of said what he needs to say about all of that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I understand. And uh, uh, BKV, uh, I wasn't able to get Brian Vaughn on because he was, I think he had he had kind of ascended at that point. Well, we'll see how his second tv show goes we'll see we'll see it was the, fun, the, you, the fun one if we were talking about like hollywood people that we had like multiple like phone calls to connect them to you remember talking to guggenheim oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i do remember that, that. was all yeah. hollywooded up that was weird because yeah. we had to like call his publicist and she because they wouldn't they wouldn't give us his number so we had to right go, call his publicist his and, then, and then she put us through to him and and then that was another one i'm sure he thought it was going to be like a 15 minute whatever which would have been fine with us but i mean he started nerding out i feel like I had him for an hour hour and a half yeah we definitely had that experience over and over again where it yeah. was like you would think we would have these people on and you'd think that they'd get sick of us after a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the next thing we know, it's two hours later, Jonathan Hickman, we talked, yeah. you know, it's like nightly news when, when he was putting out nightly news, mm, that's right. that was a book that I remember us kind of, you know, gravitating towards and go, Hey, we should talk to this guy. And, you know, we spent two and a half hours talking to Jonathan Hickman, <laughs> you know, just, you know, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and um, yeah, so there's some really cool stuff out there, but it's all, it is all oh, on there yeah. now. Cool. Around, you can go to aroundcomics.com. Um, all the episodes are up there and easy to easy to listen to and share with your friends and family and loved ones. Mm -hmm. Now those people have subreddits and they don't give us the day, you know, time of day. Yeah, <laughs> well, they have their own podcast, now. right? They have their they own. Half of them have their own own podcast at this point. Yeah, well, there's um, probably about a hundred episodes where we had a a fourth member named Scotty Young. So that was Scotty. Cool. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> talked to Scotty. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was trying to uh, well C2E2 is this weekend and oh that's right I know he was coming in so I was I was trying to see if he had time to uh, to do something but I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not he's he's a busy uh, guy. he's off spending his millions yeah he, yeah exactly he doesn't have time for a scum like me anymore come on um, but yeah so yeah just yeah. Uh, go go check those out but yeah C2E2 uh, we were talking about going to C2E2. I've got I've got CrossFit games. Um, <laughs> you uh, you training training for the CrossFit? No, no I'm getting ready. Not. You got no, absolutely yeah. not. No, you doing I'm, a? 
No, my company I work for um, is involved in the CrossFit Games, which are in Madison, Wisconsin. So it's like an hour from here. And so I've been there the last three days uh, taking photos and, and that kind of stuff. But um, just the feeling walking around that, I know I wanted to bring it up tonight. It is absolutely a comic book convention for fitness <laughs> nerds. It's, comic, it's a comic con for fitness nerds. It's the same vibe. It's the same like oh, niche yeah. obsession. It's yeah. These are the same people. They're just much more fit. Yeah, they're just into lifting shit all the time instead of reading comics. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just they're nerds of a different color. That's all it is. Yeah, that's absolutely absolutely what it is. It's even though there's this one gal, uh, Tia. Uh, I forget her last name. She's a Australian. Um, she, but she lives in Nashville, complicated, whatever. Um, she is the world's fittest woman. She's won like the last six of them. Was Annie Thoris' daughter. <laughs> it's the only one I know. Um, but yeah, she's like the world's fittest woman. I watched a, a documentary on her and I was just thinking the entire time. It's like, if someone who is athletically gifted is able to completely dedicate their lives to optimal fitness like optimal fitness not a not a you know being the best baseball player or football player or whatever but just being the best pure athlete it's amazing i mean she has 13 hour workout schedules daily yeah but the reality i mean it's it's like a lot of other things like i i crossfit is not something that even the professionals at this point, it is not, it doesn't bring in the best athletes in the world. No. So, you no. know what I mean? So it's like, she's the fittest woman in the planet of the people that get into CrossFit. Yeah. But if you had an actual super high level athlete competing in CrossFit, what they could, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like the UFC. The UFC, you know, for the first 20 years of its existence was dominated by like, you know, tough fucking rednecks and, yeah. and you know, yeah. and, and until, like, the Gracie, until the Gracies came in. And well, and then you had Brazilians, mm -hmm. but now you're seeing guys like John Jones, who is, you know, he has two brothers that play in the NFL. He is an elite level athlete who just happened to pick MMA fighting as his yeah. sport and he's better than everybody else. And, and you, now you're seeing guys like Kamaru Usman and, and those guys and just freakish, freakish athletes, freakish athletes that now are entering that sport. And it, you know, used to be that that wasn't the case. So it was, it was mm -hmm. like, and now, now it is. So it's sort of the same, you know, thing. Well, like, I, I love the, and this kind of comes back to geek culture in a way, but I love how like niche sports, have really found their place and i think that's a byproduct of the internet age and and obviously like you know cable 24-hour cable tv um that's you know, scrounging for content and build the ocho i'm a curler i'm a curler because i saw it on tv right <laughs> and, you know it's um and crossfit definitely like internet community has built that that niche sport up and Arm wrestling dude i started playing disc golf this year you want to go down an internet rabbit hole no no i don't like, not of disc right? golf 
Yeah, look like you know, d- you know, top ten disc golf shots of the year, and you're just like, well, that's fucking awesome. No, um, you're absolutely. But it's like I know who the greatest arm wrestler in the world is. You know what I mean? Like I know. Alone. What's that? Sylvester Stallone. No, it's not Sylvester Stallone. It's over the top, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but yeah and, and that's you know with geek culture i you know that you know the the opening up of of media and for us you know podcasts being able back in 2006 to say hey um i have a computer a, a microphone and an internet connection um i can do this and and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. literally it was literally how around comics started yeah hey yeah. we can do this that was the bar to entry you know <laughs> it's and and like 18 months later we're we're talking to you know neil adams it, it was weird oh for sure for sure yeah. it was still but, is uh, it was a little weird yeah so that's been my week is uh watching incredibly fit people walk around and yeah uh, dude it's not the men the men uh, it's it's yeah they're 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 ripped and very fit it's the it's the women that are just like, oh my God, that woman is put together. She would kick my ass up and down the street. <laughs> just, just incredible physiques. My, we were watching um, the UFC. We were watching fights over the weekend, and my kids wanted to know if I thought that. Can you the, take them? Well, no, not. It was it was a woman. It was it was oh. uh, the the main event was Amanda Nunez versus. Um, Juliana Pena for the bantamweight or whatever the hell championship, women's championship, and uh, you know two great fighters. And my, yeah, my children wanted to know if, if I if I thought they would kick my ass. And um, yes, the answer to that is yes. Well, the answer to that is I mean, you you're badass, but yeah, it's I mean it depends. If I if yeah. I get my well, hands on them, I mean yeah, I mean you can. I'm a, I'm a hundred pounds more than them. Yeah, but. I was gonna say you can overwhelm them weight wise. Yeah. Uh, and, and my boss, my boss, and I'm not me. untrained. It's yeah, not like you know. That. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Probably, I probably get my ass kicked, but, but it's, you're gonna come out with some lumps. <laughs> so will they? Damn it! You they're, would, they're not going. You would hit, you would hit those women. Listen, like a, I am pulling some hair out. I am. I am absolutely <laughs> pulling some hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice well well neil and julie johnson um neil and julie is it neil or julie or is it neil and you it's neil come on let's neil. be honest I, julie, you don't know julie don't johnson know. is not watching this show you don't know <laughs> um yeah um they they think that you can take them yeah well thank you neil and julie mm-hmm. uh yeah what uh uh see i told you it was neil <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Yeah. so what else um are we announcing our official format change oh yeah we're gonna yeah we're just kind of gonna open things up uh we've been talking actv uh for our patreon members and we feel like we're kind of blocking uh tom from some fun uh tv and movie talk so we're gonna open up some more pop culture stuff to the show doesn't mean the actv is going away because um sal and i still need to talk about the bear a lot um reservation dogs yeah season two just started yeah good stuff no yeah it's terrific yeah i mean we have to have our we have to have our weekly talk about uh what we do in the shadows which we can do a little bit now if you want because this season is fucking banana pants i haven't watched this week so no i don't don't want to talk about it marta and i turned it off 
fucking cracking up and i just look at her i was like what the fuck did we just watch what what this whole colin robinson character arc of him it's in the it's in save the- it for sunday i'll watch it before sunday don't, oh, don't they, do it. they want they they try and get young colin into a private school Mm-hmm. It is. Why do you have to ruin it for me? I mean, Why do you have to description? It's the description of the episode. I but didn't that, read it. I'm not reading the description oh, of the episode. It's so, so I, banana. This nausea. This I, is her season. I want to ask um, uh, Sandman. The Sandman is coming out mm. on Netflix tomorrow. Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. Um, are they doing a? Are they doing a, a full season dump on that? I would imagine, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Netflix. I think they're gonna. I've I've heard that they're gonna um, start moving away from that. And I, I, from a business perspective, I understand of kind of drawing people out because you can always binge it after it's done. I really like the not appointment television, but I know that like Tuesday, what we do in the shadows. What are you seventy five years old? I like having a. I, I like regularity. In, in my TV and my bowel movements. You are 75. I am 75. Um, I don't like it. I don't, I, I mean, I want to just watch it. Well, I yeah, like I just want to watch out. it. Just give me the whole fucking thing. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to wait. And then, you know, it's like this, like what we do in the shadows. I'm, oh, it's Wednesday night. I, f- I forgot to what now I got to go back and remember. To, it's like, no, just give me, I want to watch the whole fucking thing when I want to watch mm-hmm. it. If yeah, I want to sit yeah. on the couch, with a bucket of popcorn and a fucking can of goddamn peanut M&Ms and watch 17 episodes of television. That's my right as a fucking American. God damn it. I want to watch 16 hours of Wu-Tang. Yeah. In a row. And I did. Yeah, and I goddamn did. did. The Chronicles of Wu-Tang was excellent television. What was the, actually probably the last one I was just like, okay, one more episode. Eh, okay, one more episode. It was probably The Bear. I, I I burned through the bear that. was good, yeah. it, and, and I I don't know. And this is because I'm old. Um, I really like the the half hour TV show format. It's just that that incredibly bingeable. Okay, one more. It's only twenty two minutes. I'll just do one more. It's it is, two yeah. in the morning. I'll it watch is, one more episode. <laughs> it is bingeable. No, I, Sandman's going to be ten episodes. It is all coming out oh, at wow. once. Yes. So what, um, and I know that we, we watched the trailer last week. I have, I am, um, I'm one of those Sandman readers. I think like a lot of people out there, I've read like the first four or five issues of Sandman, probably 80 or 90 <laughs> times and never been able to get past it. Uh, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. I know what you mean. Um, it, it, it's not until like, you know, you get past the first trade. The first trade is good mm-hmm. if you're reading it in trade. The first, you know, preludes and knock nocturnes, whatever. Yeah, it just kind of sets up the world. Yeah, that and and his, you know, him getting his power back. Yeah, like that whole arc, I think, is very good. Although it is, you know, I think artistically, it's a little British, awkward. Yeah. Um, but then there's like. I think a segment of time where, he, and and it was funny. I just listened to him. Uh, Neil Gaiman was on Mark Maron mm, talking oh, about. Wow. It. Yeah, you talk about yeah. 
And right. Marin was, a, I guess, Marin, not a comic book fan, but he did, there was a period of time where he was reading Constantine when he was really fucked up on drugs. He was reading Constantine <laughs> and Sandman, which is hilarious. That's um, it's Yeah. And uh, so he talked about like, you know, he wrote an eight issue arc for the first arc because he's like, well, at least I'll get eight issues and then they'll cancel me and, and I'll be okay. That's but then it was like, Neil Gaiman. it's before Neil Gaiman was Neil Gaiman. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even sure he could write a series, a monthly comic book. Like he loved comics yeah. when he was young, when he was like, you know, and then he stopped reading comics when he was like 17 years old. And then he was a journalist and then he was, and then he came back to comics and he, you know, he wasn't sure if he could even do it, but he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and he, he did the first arc, which was like eight issues, which is, you know, the whole thing of the Sandman getting captured and getting his, you know, powers back. And then by about issue five, they started to get the numbers and he realized the numbers were going up Yeah, with every issue. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not going to get canceled. So then he it started was the walking to- dead before the walking dead. Yeah. He had to start to sort of figure out what the fuck he was going to do. And I think there's that. <laughs> You know, I think there's that period of time where he wasn't exactly sure what the fucking series was going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was like, okay, I told that initial story, but now what? And so I think I absolutely agree with you. After that first collection, there's a chunk of comics there that are a little bulky and a bit of a slog to get through before he starts to find his feet with these Mm -hmm. characters. And he starts to realize that he did such a brilliant thing, which was there's no guardrails on this world. Like he can do anything and go anywhere. And, and you know what I mean? And and, dreams are your limitation, right? Right. And once I think he started to realize that that's where it starts to take off. And I know uh, Mario uh, Muscar, our, our good buddy, that's like his, that's the, the gold standard for him. Is that how you say his last name? It's Mario Muscar. Yeah. Muscar. Muscar. I've always been, I've always called him Muscar. It's Muscar. Wow. That sounds pretentious. Which fits Mario. Well, Mario. He is a pretentious c- cunt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a mensch. No, I know. Yeah, once you get through that second trade, I think, then it really starts to... Okay. Because it's sort of like he's almost telling like individual little s- stories mm-hmm. a few months in. But the one thing I think you have to realize also with Gaiman early on is he had this he had this tell as a writer. He had this formula that what he would do is he would show you a bunch of shit that didn't make any sense, and then he would spend the rest of the story explaining it. Mm-hmm. And he does that over and over again. Um, you know, he gives you a bunch of sort of mysteries and unrelated shit, and then by the end of it, it kind of all makes sense. But sometimes it makes it a little difficult to kind of get through. Yeah. At least, you know, in those initial kind of stories. But um, yeah, I, I'm trying, I'm going back through it now. I've gotten three of the fucking absolute editions. And I've, like I said, I've read like the first five issues of the first one. several times. <laughs> they're, trying to throw, it, they're definitely worth getting through mm-hmm. um, that little bit of a slog period. And once you start, once he starts to really, 
like hit his stride it it yeah. takes off it really and thinking back on it it's i guess he probably was on the job learning how to be a really good comic writer absolutely and, i mean he was a writer but yeah. i mean he had never written comics at that point how many times do we see it where we're writers we're you know novelists who are comic fans come in to do a turn at writing a, a, a comic series and you the hype gets built up and you're just like oh i can't wait for this and you're like eh. yeah well it's not yeah i mean we know that it's, i mean writing a comic yeah writing a comic book series is way different than you know writing a novel or you know a screenplay or anything else i mean they're all different they they all yeah. have their own intricacies and yeah you can't necessarily translate one to, into the other i mean stephen king's written comic books that aren't great his uh yeah the, yeah you know what i mean like well so, they, like marvel i i thought the dark tower series was was great um i really enjoyed it but they needed um what uh uh oh gosh uh acosta i'm blanking um uh, yeah, I don't in and, yeah and he wrote and king wrote like little back matter of stories and that kind of stuff because he's a prose writer you know and that and we can you know talk or not talk about the our comics literature debate and i think you and i both fall on the fence of comics are not literature um people say that to try and build comics up to to be higher brow and it's like you know what they don't have to be literature because comics are comics it's its own medium and that is good enough like screenwriting is not literature you know playwriting is not literature you don't have to you don't have to say oh it's literature to make it um have more weight you know comics are weighty enough on their own you know appreciate yeah, i don't i don't I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not the person to define what literature is. I mean, it's, you know, whatever it's, it, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's, it's genre fiction. So, yeah. I mean, that takes, mm -hmm. I mean, but, but so is everything Stephen King's written. And so is everything that everything genre fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fiction is a genre of some sort, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't really give a shit what critics want to classify things at. It's like no. a good story is a good story. And yeah. you know, what you're trying to accomplish with the story is what matters yeah. as opposed I, to, I think know. a lot of that was trying to get over the superhero bump for people that didn't realize that, that comics were more than capes. Yeah. And you know what, <laughs> if there's one thing about the Neil Gaiman interview on, on, um, Mark Marin show that pisses me off is that there's still that little part of him that as you know as successful as he is as beloved as his work is as you know as as respected as he is there's still a little part of him that has to sort of almost shit on comic books to a certain degree yeah in the in the face of someone that doesn't love them the same way that oh I had to slum it for a while and write some comics yeah not <laughs> really I mean not that. so much that but it just just no he certainly he certainly um, doesn't necessarily do that but it's just a matter of like at one point they're talking about sort of like comic book fans and yeah. you know he kind of shits on your typical comic book fan. And sort of el to elevate the Sandman fan, 
And oh, sure. You fucking expect him not to? No, that's, but it's just like... That's his base, man. That's like Trump talking about building. I walls. know, I know. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. Like, why? Why Why? why and, do that? Yeah, and that's, I mean, are those fans still out there? Absolutely. Those fans are still out there. But comic fandom has grown so much in the last... 15 20 years it's i'm walking around the crossfit games and there's a crossfit box called crossfit krypton <laughs> i'm just like don't ever let fucking warner see that yeah <laughs> so the pants off of you yeah dc comics is changing their name from dc comics to just dc okay well i mean they're more than that yeah you the know, whole there's a big shakeup. They're all HBO Marvel Entertainment. Yeah, you know it's yeah, and that's well. I mean, they're going to go where the money is, but you know, it's I, it, the source material will always be there. But the thing is, you don't have to you know quarantine yourself to liking one or the other. I mean, we're in a you know it's I I don't think I'm overstating it. You know, whenever I say that we're in a golden age of of geek entertainment in you know and that has kind of you know dovetailed with with the growth of of streaming services that you know it's not three networks and you know a UHF channel anymore. You've got so many. But so you mean the good old days? Good old days, whenever you had to get up and turn the channel on the clicker. Tick, 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 tick. Um, that's you, whenever we were talking about appointment television. If you fucking missed the A-team that week, you were fucked. Yeah, you weren't seeing shit. You, you weren't, weren't seeing that. For And yeah, not everything got syndicated or, or reruns. I mean, that was summertime, right? You know, it's um, if you wanted to catch up on something or catch an episode that you missed, you watched it in the summertime because that's when... All of the networks, all they ran was fucking reruns. We now are I, old. Now I want to go watch. <laughs> we are old. Now I want to go watch the A Team. Right. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, speaking of TV and movies and stuff, uh, I didn't show you what I got in the mail this week. I got... Oh, uh, 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 Neil did mention something I want to talk about. We're gonna we'll, okay. we'll circle back to Predator. Oh, ho, ho. what is that? It's a little Rocketeer helmet. I know it's a little Rocketeer helmet, but where'd you get that? I got that at the same place where I ordered my Rocketeer pen. They had they have a whole like uh, Rocketeer collection that's officially licensed Rocketeer that's... memorabilia and stuff. So right. I ordered I ordered this cool little oh, brass. This goes to Dave Stevens. Yeah, I was like, oh, I gotta have the helmet. I mean, that's just yeah. the coolest. Like, I still love that movie. I do too. It, Even I don't though, know why people shit on it. I still love that movie. I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, yeah. considering like you're taking a kind of oddball comic book and turning it into a movie. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. The, the Rocketeer, I mean, for that to have been made into a movie was just uh, unfathomable at the time. But that's the perfect kind of comic property that you look at now that gets turned into a Netflix or Amazon Prime series. Rocketeer. They should redo it. It's kitschy enough um, that it's not, you know, Superman, you know, but it's 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 one of those great comic stories that's like, oh yeah, that'd be a great TV show. It was uh it got sixty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so not you know, not shit on. Yeah. Jennifer Uh, Connolly is so 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 
It's nice before, to look at. It's before she. Um, oh, she broke your heart and had a breast reduction. Yes. <laughs> no offense to Jennifer Connelly. I understand hey, man, back problems, right? Yeah, I'm sure it was giving her back problems because she had she massive, was, massive yeah. uh, boobs. I but, know you don't. I know you don't watch Snowpiercer, but she yeah. is great in that. She oh, she's is, a terrific actress. I, she's I, fantastic yeah. in that. Yeah, she was a terrific actress with terrific boobs at one point. I, I still want you to get over the. It's like the Sandman hump. I want you to get over the Snowpiercer uh, hump. So, dude, the movie so was good. enough for me. Like, no, I don't think it's so, that so interesting. Good. Of a concept. It's so good. It's so, so but honestly, I think the reason I don't want to watch it is because it is our future. We're not far off. <laughs> and I don't need any more reminder that the only hope I have is of escaping a dystopian existence is death. That yeah. is really all I have left. Do you anymore. really want to be on the train? I don't. No, oh. fuck no. I don't. No, I don't. I don't. You know me and, and dystopian stuff and post-apocalyptic. It's it. I am a moth to the flame, Sal. I'm a moth to the flame. I just I don't want to see any more of my future or my children's well, future. I what think. did I say? Uh, so I've been playing um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, um, which is awesome. Uh, but I actually heard that. Uh, game referred to as a post post-apocalyptic world post post-apocalyptic so it's it's the, it's post the post-apocalyptic so it's, it's after it's after like societies have started to rebuild after the apocalypse and so yeah that makes sense post post-apocalyptic yeah. and it's yeah and it is cool because i mean there there's still old technology around and the old ones and you get to go to like a um uh las vegas which is basically underground now because it's you know the desert as it should has, be has reclaimed it uh yeah it's it's an awesome game but it's another one of those 150 hour open world you know you have to learn how to weave baskets i don't of. have time i don't have time i know i know it's yeah. fun but you get to shoot robot dinosaurs it's sweet <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I yeah. don't even... I think, well, I, you know, staying on the, what the TV says, I think they're, is it Amazon that's doing a, a, a Horizon TV show? Wait, so, Horizon is the game? This is just a different... Yeah, it was, it was um, um, Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so, I played the Zero Dawn one with so a little good. bit. Yeah. A little bit. I love the story. It's a really smart show or a really smart game. I uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't. I suck at video games now. I just I don't have the patience. Yeah. We're on story mode, man. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I have no time. I yeah. have no time left. Marta has successfully played through all of the Uncharted's now. Oh, those games are all. Fi I finished all the Uncharted. Yeah, even Uncharted though. Uh, uncharted was it legacy or it's it's not even drake's not in it anymore he's retired did you um did you see the movie with tom holland about half of it <laughs> you didn't like it but it was probably late at night and i was just like okay I'm, i'll i'll come back to this i mean i didn't it's, love it's uh, really hard for me to see tom holland in that role See, I didn't have a problem with Tom Holland, but Mark Wahlberg, I, I, I had a hard time. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he's not, he's not Sully. Yeah, 
He's not he's near, not nearly old enough to be. But this was supposed to be like before the games. So, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's you know what yeah, I mean? It's, I it's, Mark Wahlberg is not my favorite actor in the world. I mean, I'll watch Ted a lot. <laughs> I think it's I think that is his finest work. Ted um, Okay, I'll give him a Boogie Nights. Um, no, nah. oh, that is that is that is probably definitely his finest work because he plays yeah. a moron, which probably comes easy to him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably his favorite, his 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 best work for sure. Yeah, you're not. Uh, I mean, he did produce Ballers, which is you know excellent television i do, that's no? that's more that's more your jam than mine you know i'll watch the doctor who you watch ballers let's see boogie nights uh three he was King. fantastic in that that's a fantastic movie i love boogie nights boogie nights yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time we're bringing burt reynolds back as a as a serious actor uh three kings yeah it's all right good movie he's not the star of it but good movie um, was he in six brothers uh, four brothers four brothers three kings and four brothers yeah three kings four brothers um yeah you know he's marky mark what do you want man i mean the guy's become an international superstar from oh, having abs and wearing underwear <laughs> give him a break give him a break man i mean he's had a hard life there's about a hundred other people I would have cast as Sully before Mark Wahlberg. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I did not hate the movie though. I, yeah. I kind of I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's I, that was the Nathan Fillion trap because I mean, he had actually done like a fan film of uncharted. Do you, have you ever seen that? No, no, I didn't. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Fillion did a fan film uh, playing Nathan Drake and it's, fucking awesome but of course he's he, too old yeah he could be sully he could have been sully actually that would have been per if they had had nathan fillion as sully right i think that would have it's kind of like um um sean of the dead um um senior moment Actor oh uh simon uh, peg simon peg it's kind of like simon peg being being well, Huey's dad they did since you right. didn't watch the whole movie they did have they did have the guy who did the voice of of Nathan in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so the, he was he did make an appearance, which was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. Nathan Fillion's great, but Nathan Fillion is not a great actor. He's Nathan Fillion. He's yeah. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's the he's the William Shatner of our. Yeah generation yeah, he overacts and you love every yeah. second of it because he's so goddamn charming he is incredibly charming um i'm actually listening to an audiobook that he's doing the the he's the voice talent it's um it's on audible obviously uh it's called the salvage crew and his character is it's an ai but it's a human ai he basically had his 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 consciousness uploaded and he is now the consciousness that um um runs a a deep space salvage ship with a <laughs> limited human crew and they 
it, they, it's a salvage mission that goes wrong. And he's the AI that is trying to work with the crew to basically save their lives. It's really good. So he's the voice on the ship for aliens. He's a, he's the Nostromo voice, basically. But yeah, yeah, he's Hal, but, you know, kind <laughs> of a Hal who's not going to kill everyone. I've been I've been talking about slog. I've been so <laughs> Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery started their podcast video archives. Oh yeah. And the first episode was um uh Dark Star and Cocaine Cowboys were the two movies they watched. Oh Jesus. I've never even heard of Cocaine Cowboys. I have no idea yeah. what it is, but Dark Star I know what it was and I've been I've been trying to get through it. Uh rough. Well, it's John Carpenter's first movie and and um, Dan O'Bannon's first movie. And Dan O'Bannon went on to write Alien. And he also oh. went on to direct uh, Big Trouble in Little China or write Big Trouble in Little China. Dan O'Bannon's okay. genius. And, and obviously, John Carpenter's a genius. But it was a student film that they turned into this 1974 science fiction movie. And there are absolutely things about it, if you put in context, that are brilliant. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there are, there are things in it that are amazing, but it is, it is not a, you know, like I, I'm just having a hard time trying to get through the whole fucking thing. I mean, there are yeah. things that are funny. It's a comedy kind of, it's a science fiction comedy and you have from to 1974. from 1974. Yeah. yeah so that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love Quentin Tarantino. You know how much I love Quentin I, Tarantino. Yeah, I live through Ice Pirates. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's not I would watch Ice Pirates, I think, before I would watch this fucking movie. <laughs> that movie is I awful. love Ice Pirates. I it's love awful. Ice it's awful. It is, but it's awful in such a good way. It's unintentionally funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, no, it's yeah. I mean it was meant to be it's a comedy. Yeah, it's not it's, like they were doing it seriously. Yeah, no, it's but it's, it's horrible in all the best ways. I, okay. I would I, I I can I agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. We should do we haven't talked about this, but you know, we're 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 working on an, another project uh where we're we're you know our our spin-off from our cable super sounds. Our our spin-off from our spin-off. Our spin-off from our spin-off. It would be like what, Joni and Chachi? No, I don't need yeah, um, Chachi, <laughs> Chachi for Congress. I am not Scott Bayo. Yeah, um, but uh, we should do like the top five uh, sci-fi comedies of all time. <laughs> Spaceballs, Spaceballs, uh, Dark Star might have to be on there. Spaceballs, uh, uh, Ice Short Pirates. Oh, um, would you? No, it's not a comedy, um, but it is. It, there are funny parts of it. Um, uh, time, uh, time bandits. Oh, I don't. Oh yeah, time bandits. I don't know if I'd call it a comedy. There's certainly funny parts. That's a fucking dark movie. It's fantastic. I think it, it's my favorite Gillian movie. Well, I mean, anything with Gillian is is dark, but I I think it's certainly funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we got more to talk about here than we might originally think. You got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, technically sci-fi comedy. Yeah, I'd call that a comedy, sure. Galaxy I'd, I'd Quest. Call, I'd call um, um, Ragnarok, the Thor uh, Ragnarok. Sci-fi comedy? Yeah. Uh, Galaxy Quest? Buckaroo oh, bon yeah. Yep. Buckaroo yep. Banzai? 
Um, idiocracy. Might be, which one? Idiocracy. Yeah, I guess I'd call that. They had sci-fi elements. Sure. Um, Barbarella. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. Okay. I don't know. Could be yeah. an episode. Could be an episode. I, top five. Top I would, five. If you're going to say comedy out of all of those, I, best, I think the best pure sci-fi comedy would be Galaxy Quest. It's probably the best movie. You know, we'll have to have that argument on the show, I think. It's, I think that's a good gonna, one. I think we're going to yeah. have to have, yeah. Yeah, That's I don't know if we're I don't know if we're going to be able to do this month only monthly. There's too many good things <laughs> to talk about. Anyway, that's that's something else that's not around comics, but look for that in the near future. It's coming. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, have you been getting a bunch of um, like weird spam text? Of I guess this is the new thing where it's just like you know, like random. It's you know, like. You know, hey, how are you doing? Or, um, you know, is this John? Um, I just got a text, uh, a spam text that says, you're going to get it. Why you do this? <laughs> no, but I, I occasionally get um, emails to the Around Comics email that says something like, uh, hey, my, my, my girlfriend uh, found a, a soulmate on this app, but what about me? Are you uh, looking for love or, you know, some sort of spammy? I reply to them all. I, I, Do you? I, I, <laughs> as you. I mean, I tell them I'm you, but yeah, for sure. I reply to everyone. <laughs> it's you and then Vince B. I, I reply to all of them as Vince B. My name is Vince B and I am looking for love. And I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Starship Troopers. Not a comedy uh necessarily but i love starship troopers and there are beef satirical yeah. it's definitely you know, satirical in a weird way i look at star Tro starship troopers as like the sci-fi version of full metal jacket it's kind of got that same story well, it's, part, you know. it's funny because with starship troopers i mean i um <laughs> i don't know if i ever told you this story but i have a uh, a family member who I had to explain to the fact that Starship Troopers was satire. Um, yeah, it's certainly commentary. Uh, yeah, the, it's the book and the movie are two different things. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about the, movie. I, I, the, 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 the book is more commentary on the Korean War and the movie is v much more satirical. Yeah, it's it's certainly not pro-war. It's you know it's the op you know it's 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 a it's a very satirical look at military and the war. But people watch it and are sort of like there are people out there, Trump fans, who watch it and sort of are like fuck yeah, America, you know, kill like, them bugs, kill them bugs, yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. There are people that watch that in a different, and I didn't realize that. Rio, I didn't. <laughs> Go Rio. I did not realize that. I, I thought everyone got the joke uh, nope. watching that. Yeah, nope. I, didn't, I nope. didn't get that. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, have you ever read it? The book? Yeah. Years and years and years ago, I did. Yes. Me too. It, it's it's brilliant. And, and just the, the, the neat thing walking away from it is that they never actually have a battle 
in the book. It's always before and then what happened after. There, there's never any like battle scenes in the book. And then the movie is just like, you know, fucking, you know, destruction all the time. It's <laughs> well, watch. I remember uh, listening to an interview with Paul Verhoeven about Starship Troopers years and years after it had come out. And someone had asked him like, well, why did you decide to change it so much from the book? And he's like, well, who the fuck wants to watch that book? It's terrible. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, it's and I get that. I love the book, but it's not an action movie. They made an action movie about the idea of Starship Troopers. Not even I. W- I don't even know if I would consider that an action movie. I mean, it is such a. Yeah. I mean, it's as much. It's. I would say it's more of a commentary on war and the gymnastic sort of feelings yeah. that lead to war uh, than the book was. You know, the the book I think is is much more. I mean, while it's commentary on on Korea, I don't know that it's necessarily uh, a damning commentary in 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 many ways it plays around with the idea of of earning citizenship which i think is is interesting that you you aren't born a citizen you have to you have to uh, work your way into it and there are people that don't and that's socially acceptable but you know to earn earn your right to be a citizen i think is yeah but i don't think the book necessarily portrays that as a negative Mm, as yeah, much as the yeah. movie does the movie yeah. you know, i think movie, i think what i think that's kind of the brilliance of the book and i once again i probably haven't read it in 25 years um is that it lets you it lets you come up with your own conclusions on stuff yeah i'd yeah i haven't read it i haven't read it in enough yeah. time to yeah. just say I pick that up it's it's short it's like 150 pages or something What's the, uh, there's another... Did you ever watch the animated series? I don't think I did, no. It's really good. It's early, the kind of dawn of of uh, the CGI uh, animated stuff, the computer animated stuff, but it ran four or five seasons. Really? Yeah, I've got them on DVD somewhere. I'll have to pull them out and see if they, if they hold up very well. But, well, uh, if it's not Paul Verhoeven, I don't think... Uh, I don't know if I'd be that interested, honestly. Yeah. No, they're doing yeah, a sequel. They made a sequel and oh, 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 oh that's a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> Not so good. Not so good. Yeah. I'm a big Paul Verhoeven fan though. Mm-hmm. I like his stuff. Is he still alive? Oh, Deader Canadian. Better Canadian. Paul Verhoeven, born July 18th, 1938. Still alive. 84 oh. years old. Yeah, uh, Neil said uh, uh, Verhoeven made the cartoon after he realized the book was good. I, I, what? I, that's I, not true. I believe that Neil is a uh, Star Trek. That's Super bullshit, fan. Neil, and you fucking know it. He did not make the goddamn <laughs> cartoon after he thought the book was good. That's a lie. You're lying to us. Mm-hmm. Never. The man yeah. who made RoboCop. Come on. Uh, uh oh yeah and shared some actors in there um uh was it greg uh neil i don't whoever mentioned it uh prey comes out tomorrow 
on Hulu. It's a, a Predator prequel movie. Oh, yes, yes. The the um, historically uh, fiction, historical fiction Predator. Predator historical fiction. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool though. I saw yeah. the the preview for. It. I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll fucking watch that. Hell yeah, Predator. Predator is yeah. one of the coolest characters. I mean, Just that was a sword design. Yeah. I mean, that was a Schwarzenegger movie. <clears throat> and obviously the whole, you know, Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, that stuff is kind of funny and cool. But that fucking character has outlived that movie. And and give me Danny Glover any fucking day, man. I love Predator 2. Oh, boy, I love Predator 2. Yeah. yeah. Have oh, you yeah. watched it lately? Nope. I haven't watched it since mm. probably like 1994 <laughs> i don't I, I don't know i don't know about i don't know about predator 2 thank you I neil mean, neil neil backs me up all right, neil obviously has terrible taste in <laughs> <laughs> everything but podcasts oh, uh, everything podcast. no i like it's yeah i remember liking predator i do remember I not hating predator 2 as much as most people did but yeah uh come on it was like it was like jason in new york it was it was predator in manhattan (laughs) sign me up yeah i'm sure it's sure it doesn't hold up very well yeah aliens versus predator was pretty solid boy is that i mean they expanded that universe and you know it's it's interesting to think and we'll get totally nerd minutia that like blade runner predator and alien all share a universe together well it's ridley scott's universe isn't it at that point i mean it's not all ridley well predator the aliens and blade runner is yeah and we throw predator in there but he he didn't have anything to do with predator right i don't think so yeah but it was nice the to how they folded all that in i like a good avp and you had i mean you had um Jesse the Body Ventura in Predator. Like he was an all-star cast. <laughs> Bill Duke, Jesse the Body, Carl mm-hmm. Weathers. Uh yeah. Good. It's a good. great movie. It is an awesome movie. And yeah. and some, you know, I would say it it holds up. I watched it. It hold the special effects even hold up still. Right. Well, they didn't go completely over their skis yes okay we're gonna make it look like if we can't make it look like it should look we're not gonna do it uh yes i absolutely they 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 did just enough to give you the sense of what they were trying to accomplish invisibility all Mm -hmm. you know like uh heat vision kind of thing and it was it was fine it was perfect it was just it was all you fucking needed and And they still used essentially the same goddamn effects yeah yeah and it still holds up because, yeah. because they didn't get over there. You know, that's the thing. It's like, we were talking like, you know, Starship Troopers uh, and that kind of stuff. But Babylon 5 is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It is almost unwatchable because of the special effects now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched. Um, I don't know that I ever watched Babylon 5. I watched some of it. B5 was, I mean, that's five years minus the fourth no, fifth season was okay, but it was four seasons plus the finale in the fifth season were just some of the best sci-fi ever, like long-form sci-fi. Long-form sci Well, we have differing opinions on sci-fi. I know we do. I still like Foundation. 
Oh, God. That was terrible. Us. I disagree. <laughs> I'm much more of a Raised by Wolves, I thought was excellent. Did you watch that? Done. Done. Two seasons and done? Yeah, that's canceled, uh, which we were talking that about. Surprise me. I was surprised it got a second season, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Man, it has a mood, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's he's he sets a sets a tone and creates a mood um and i know these are all like speculative articles and and shouldn't pay too much attention to them but it does sound like uh uh hbo warner discovery plus whatever the conglomerate is now yo i got stocks so don't badmouth them I want huh? them to. I, I have a lot of stock in them, so don't badmouth them. Well, your stock's going to go up because apparently they are cost cutting big time. Um, bye bye, Batgirl. You're yeah. saying, my, my profit sharing just went up. Thank you. Uh-huh. No, I feel yeah. bad. That is kind of crazy, though. The Batgirl movie, they can't, they, they shelve it after spending like $80 million or it something. It was shot, right? It was shot. It was in post production. They had already spent like, 70 or 80 million dollars on it and then decided to just shelve it which is odd like i mean that seems crazy to me like why wouldn't you finish it and put it on if nothing else put it on your streaming service i don't think they i don't think they trust the they may just shelf it for a couple years and then put it out maybe they're trying to trying to drum up a snyder um cut you vibe you know build up enough internet you know blather about it that they can release it later the other uh well they they talked about the idea that they're going to they're kind of pumping the brakes on the whole dc universe movies and they want to kind of you know because it's been a fucking mess honestly the last three four five years well dc movies in general have just been a fucking mess but i think they're they're now like trying to reorganize. They they mentioned like they want to take a long term <clears throat> planning, you know, like a ten year like Marvel did. Do you like somebody else? Yeah. Well, hey, man, they're not they're not denying that they're taking after Marvel's success. I mean, why wouldn't you? Sure, it makes sense. Um, and I wish they would because I just it it as a DC fan, it fucking I still have that weird fanboy thing in me of just like. They're getting their asses kicked by Marvel, but I still I love fucking DC characters, and I want DC to have awesome movies. Yeah. And I think know, they do well on the TV side. You know, they 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 kind of hammered out a little. You know, that doesn't help my fucking stock. I know it doesn't help your fucking stock. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, those characters are timeless. They're they will eventually get it right. I hope so. I hope we've so. lived through. I mean, we lived through Roger Corman, Fantastic Four, man. Did you? Uh, did you? Um, I mean, since we're not really talking a whole lot of comic books on this episode, did you? Um, you watched Paper Girls? Did you watch Paper Girls? I'm I'm uh, an episode in, and then I went to CrossFit Games for the week. Oh, it got a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. That tells you. <laughs> And I know that you're about ready to shit on something. Perfect score. Perfect. It's a perfect television show. I don't think it's perfect. Perfect. Um, no. According to Rodney it, perfect. It, this, is, this is interesting. And, and we see this 
it's kind of a little bit of the Watchmen, the Zack Knight, Zack Snyder Watchmen, um, to me. In that, you know, whenever we went and saw Watchmen, I think we both agreed that that was as true of a big screen adaptation of that source material that could have ever been done. It didn't necessarily make it a great movie. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a very linear one-for-one sort of translation of the page to screen if you if you were to take the comic book and Mm -hmm. and use it as essentially a uh, storyboard and have no concept of the actual depth of the story right yeah it, 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 it that's what happened you know what i mean like that's what it was it was an absolute a literal translation of the pages of the comic book into a movie yeah and i think that paper girl suffers from that a little bit um as someone who who really really liked that series and i'll go back and read it again and again uh because it's it's just a really fun um sci-fi romp and it's 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 i think it's brian vaughn at at his best and it's cliff chang art which i can look at all day um i think that the show may suffer a little bit from trying to be really true to the source material um it's cast the it's casted fantastically i mean those girls look like chiff little cliff chang drawings uh yeah i mean they you know they look fine i don't i don't know that they're very good actors though they, um, they they look like the Cliff Chang characters, <laughs> and I think they're cast for that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I hate. We're in a world where everything gets compared to something else, and so I think I'm even uh, guilty of it. From a few months ago, whenever I saw the trailer, and I said, "Oh wow, this looks like you know really good you know Stranger Things counterpart." Um, you know, I, and I've been, you know, seeing articles of, you know, Amazon tries to, you know, tries to roll out their stranger things show, um, because it takes place in the 1980s with a, you know, group of kids. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, it came out before stranger things was a television show. So there's no, I mean, as far as like the creative, you know, timelines, there you know it, it isn't but the reality is i'm sure people at amazon were like well this could be like a stranger things so yeah, let's make sure. it um for sure. if, if it wasn't similar to stranger things i don't know that it would ever get made so there is some validity to sort of that commentary but mm-hmm. like trying to say hey brian k vaughn ripped off stranger things that's not true no 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 no, it, no. i think it. it was more of amazon is trying to find their stranger things and they did it with this with yeah this it's a yeah. it's a bunch of kids running around from weird shit in the 1980s of course there's going to be the comparisons the parallels to stranger things in my opinion it is not you know it's it's from what I've seen, I've watched about four episodes of it. It's it's it doesn't have the it doesn't have the tone. It doesn't have the heart of Stranger. Doesn't Things. have the charm of it. it does not have the charm yeah. of Stranger Things. It's yeah. it's well, like everything Brian K. Vaughn does. It has a agenda of what oh yeah you know what it's trying to do as a story, and that's fine. Fine. It does sometimes it works sometimes. You know, I, 
I read the comic. I liked the comic. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the comic. It didn't, it didn't like, you know, absolutely enthrall me. Um, you know, and it, the, the show's okay. I don't know that I'll continue to watch it or not. To, 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 to give it a perfect score, though, <laughs> sort of fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. it is the Citizen Kane of, you know, no. sci-fi to TV shows. Hey, it's no bear. It is not even close to the bear. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no. It's not Stranger Things. It's not, it's no. not, it's not even, no. you know. It's no. But it could be its own thing. I mean, I, I think yeah. it has some interesting things. I think, I think it was clunky in some parts. I think it was, you know, the writing was bad in some parts um just just sort of you know not well done uh, yeah. and the special effects were terrible like, not, it looked I like a doctor, the special effects stuff it, it looked like a doctor who episode from the fucking 70s yeah which, yeah you know if you're well, it's kind of like we say about predator you know it's like if it if it doesn't look good don't do it <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah, it's the don't yeah yeah don't do it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we got anything else? I mean, I can I can go on. Um, read read Frankenstein, New World. I got to read that. I haven't read it. It's uh, Mike Mignola, um, and it's it's officially Mignola verse. Uh, tiny spoiler: there is a a tiny like two panel um bprd nod so this is uh it's post-apocalyptic right is it post post post-apocalyptic it it might be post post post-apocalyptic um but basically like the only uh the only living uh creature from the past is uh frankenstein ah and uh has been in the hollow earth um as humanity kind of restarted and uh so yeah it's a it's a frankenstein in the mignola verse story interesting yeah um and the art's great wait so it came that came up from dark horse had to have been it's uh mignola right it's actually mignola Interesting. Uh, Mignola and Chris Golden writing. That's they're the the writing pair. And I, and I I don't have it with me. I forgot the artist name. It definitely has kind of that BPRD Guy Davis vibe to it a little bit. I don't want to say he looks just. I mean Guy Davis is pretty um, um pretty unique. Uh, but it, it kind of has that that feeling of that that great uh, BPRD plague of frogs. And there's right. a nod to the plague of frogs in this. So it's definitely the, uh, that, that whole Hellboy universe. Uh, I will have to check it out. I meant to read yeah. it and I didn't have a chance. Yeah, it's good. Um, it was, it was entertaining. It's yeah, it's, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's actually a fun book. I did read uh, an interesting. Uh, I know we talked about years ago. Many times we talked about the Luna Brothers. Um, there mm-hmm. were various series that they had done, and I was always a fan of their work. Girls, Girls was one yeah. of them. Um, I can't remember them all, but they, the one Luna Brother just came out with a new book called Twenty uh, XX. Um, let me look it up because otherwise I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah, because they um. Yeah, they had a run there in the 2000s where they were kind of like the the it 
image you know image indie guys that they had a pretty pretty strong yeah yeah like girls was a big hit and what i'm trying to think some of the other stuff that they did that was their i think that was their probably their biggest their one biggest one but yeah i like their stuff it was a unique style and um yeah i i always just like the the sort of atmosphere that they created in their stories like it was kind of weird sci-fi stuff it wasn't necessarily um mainstream it you know it it, it just it just was askew you know what i mean like every, yeah. it felt like kind of everything kind of like the it's the panels almost looked like they had like vaseline smeared on them. yeah i wasn't yeah. the biggest fan of the art like i didn't yeah. think the art was like mind-blowing or anything it was it was it was efficient enough for the stories but i but i felt like it, i was more interested in sort of their ideas and the concepts that they came up with with their stories i just i felt like a lot of their stuff was just kind of unique and interesting and and just off kilter you know what i mean like it wasn't standard stuff and that's really what i liked about it um ultra was another one that they did oh, ultra yeah. yeah yeah um and the girls but uh the, wasn't bendis a, bendis was a big promoter of theirs uh he might have been yeah i don't know i think the the, back in the bendis board days probably the luna brothers were kind of darlings on that on that board but the one brother jonathan um has this book it's called 20xx uh transport and the first issue it was uh came out and i i think this was a world that they had done something in before this 20xx so i'm not really familiar with it but i didn't really need to be um and it's just kind of a story about a kid that uh has like telekinetic powers but it's illegal to have and he's on a school bus and the school bus gets hijacked and he has to make decisions but the interesting thing was he had originally done this like on his social media and he did it as a choose your own adventure basically so oh that's he cool. would he would write and draw a couple of pages and then he would ask his viewers or his give a multiple fans, choice of what we give we them do. a more you know does he does the character do this or do the character do this <laughs> and so he reprinted it and he kind of gives you the answers of the questions and then yeah. you know he, he only gives you the one path that people chose oh that's neat yeah it was really kind of an interesting experiment yeah, it's like oh that's something different you know with comics you don't you know see mm-hmm. people necessarily using social media in that way but it was kind of an interesting kind of thing and it was a fun story like it worked out pretty well it was it it had that very you know kind of odd Luna Brothers feel to it and and mm-hmm. the, the world where it's kind of normal but not normal, uh, you know just slightly off you know off kilt and and uh, yeah it was kind of cool it was kind of a cool issue so I'm I'm interested to see more of what yeah. those guys are doing and and more of this but yeah I thought that was kind of a neat um, idea to do that in and just sort of push the medium a little bit and use tools you know it's like because you couldn't do that before like you couldn't necessarily do that as a comic book at one time and now it's like you have this you know this tool that you can you can absolutely do that with yeah it's uh um that kind of feeling vibe and back to hbo and canceled hbo max shows you ever watch made for love did did you ever get it i started it um the second season is really baller all right and it's because most of it is is in the the habitat that the the Google or the goggle the goggle the goggle, the, the goggle dome or whatever the hell it is and it's we it gets weirder in the second season and it's 
it's kind of got that almost like Lunar Brothers, just kind of like floaty, you know, right atmosphere just off base it's kind of off and weird and it's like i mean i love that stuff i love that kind of sci-fi stuff where it's like whether it's like black mirror or um you know i was trying to think of uh what was the movie under the skin i don't know if you ever saw that movie with scarlett johansson um oh it's a really interesting movie um yeah she's basically a serial killer but really yeah it's she's, she's had for i mean people don't realize the variety of roles that she's had yeah this is a really like this is a really small movie it's very odd um but it Which, i mean she kind of started in ghost world right yeah i think so yeah that was yeah. one of her very very early ones so but or under um, the skin under the skin yeah okay thumbs up yeah, I really is enjoyed it. Is it a is it a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't think it's a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. No, I doubt perfect it. Score. Did you ever see um, the movie? I think I mentioned it a while back. It's Cronenberg's uh, son Ben. I think it's Ben Cronenberg. Okay. Uh, David Cronenberg's son is a filmmaker as well, and very weird shit like his father. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a movie. He it came out. I think last year. Um, what is it called? Oh, oh, it's oh, is it Brandon Cronenberg? Brandon, I'm sorry, Brandon Cronenberg. It's called Possessor. You talked about. Oh. You said it was awesome. Oh, it was one of my favorite movies of last year. It was so bizarre, such an odd film, unnerving. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's great. It's terrific. I really <laughs> loved it. It's, it's not for everybody. And if you don't like yeah. it, you know, I'm, I certainly understand. Cause it's yeah, not, it, 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 yeah, it, it clicked with you, huh? Yeah. It's just a weird, it's basically the idea is, um, it's about a woman who is an assassin, but the way that she kills people is that they figured out a way for her to essentially, transmit her mind into someone else's body mm-hmm. so she takes over someone else's body and then, suicide. and then yeah and then commits suicide at the end of it yeah so it's really fucked up but then as she's doing it like after time she starts to like have sort of this mental breakdown she's having a trouble like distinguishing between who she is and it's a really weird fucked up movie but it, i really like it cool yeah, yeah it's really it's really cool yeah. Okay, I got one more. I got one more post-apocalyptic thing to talk about before we before we wrap up. Um, uh, as each of these come out, I think I've I've mentioned them. Um, Marvel is still producing the Wastelanders podcast series, mm-hmm. and uh, they're on uh, Wastelanders Wolverine now, Wolverine. Uh, which which is kind of bringing it back to the, where the whole wasteland started with old man Logan. Uh, they do kind of rewrite a little bit of the history. And some, one of the things I like about the podcast is that they're not doing like straight up in, you know, like comic book canon stories. They've, they've kind of changed the, not everything on the podcast dramas has happened like it did in the, in the comics. So um, the spoiler um, the person who convinces Wolverine to kill the X-Men is not Mysterio in this one. It's Damn someone, it. 
it's it's someone else um but it makes sense and it's really cool um uh robert patrick doing the voice of wolverine okay interesting and he's great he's terrific he's terrific well he does have that old kind of like he's now dad and wolverine wastelanders wolverine he has not aged well robert patrick no 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 from the x-files days (laughs) you know who his brother is right uh dan patrick uh i forget his first name uh lead singer of filter oh i didn't know that that's his brother all right well there you go yeah so hey man nice shot hey man nice shot was that about t2 <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't look quite like yeah the the the, the robert patrick from t2 has the the what was the, the t2000 or whatever it was um yeah has not aged well i think he intentionally looked like shit in peacemaker though i don't know if you see him outside of that he doesn't look a lot better yeah eh, he's no. old man yeah you well, gotta take you. care of yourself. you gotta take care of yourself when you get older you gotta you all right, well, there, there's a, there's an hour and 20 minutes of a Tomless Around Comics episode. Tom, Tomless, Tom, Tom, not Timeless. Tomless. It's not Tomless, it's, Tom, it's not Timeless, it's Tomless. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Wrap, wrap it up. All right, so, yeah, we're going to open up the show to a little bit more pop culture talk. We're still obviously going to talk comics. Uh, serious, let's talk Frankenstein next week. Uh, we have ACTV uh, coming up this week. Uh, more TV movie talk. Um, Cave Billy Super Sound. I have things to talk about. I, I have on ACTV, I have uh, an alien documentary that i watched i want to talk oh, about nice. uh, more about dark star um, that, and then uh um reservoir dogs yeah let's watch prey oh uh, reservation reservation dogs yeah watch prey i'll watch prey what before this prey that's the that's the predator prequel oh yeah well sandman comes out tomorrow so oh yeah we'll talk sandman yeah, that's sandman. one yeah oh yeah i'm making notes i'm making notes this is making notes all right, uh, K Billy Super Sounds. We are uh, we're at the end. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a month of celebrating Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think we're gonna have a live view. We're gonna um, do a Q and A panel. There's gonna be yeah, it's it's gonna be amazing. Did we get Quentin? Did we did we lock down Quentin yet? I it, the email was sent. We'll see. I hit, him, I hit him up on the Instagram. Has his people have his people responded? Uh, so yeah, so once upon a time in Hollywood, I know it's uh, one of Sal and my and Will Pfeiffer's. Uh, I'm going to do a live. Time. I'm going to do a live reading of the entire book. Of the book. <laughs> well, I told you who does the who does the audio book, right? I could do it better. I oh, it's it. Jennifer Jason Lee, and she's fantastic. No, sorry. No, nah, she did a great job. Sorry, Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm 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 gonna crush yeah. you. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to, I'm going to drum you out of the audiobook business. That's how bad, that's how bad I'm going to just massacre your version. Which we just, uh, we just did uh, our talk on hateful eight. This is all available on Patreon. Uh, Go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash around comics. Jennifer Jason Lee was my favorite part of that movie. She was so good in it. You're such a, you know, come on. She was so good. She was. I fine. loved her in that movie. She was, was fine. Great. She was good. She was. She was great. good. She wasn't the best part. She was great. 
Sam yeah, Jackson. Samuel Jackson's pretty awesome. Come on, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, she was great. She was terrific. Yeah, but come on, Sam Jackson, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell is pretty great. It's Kurt Russell and Jennifer Jason Lee together made that movie. Just they were him beating the shit out of her. <laughs> Listen, we got to work on our communication. When <laughs> I elbow you in the nose really hard, that means shut the fuck shut up. up. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Such a great movie. All right, some more of that on ACTV. Tom will be back with us on uh, next Thursday. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in. Hand around, around comics. Everybody.